Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. What part of your health journey is most challenging? Is it the actual effort of sticking to a plan? The cooking and the meal planning? The exercise routine? Not enough time for everything you think you need to do? Or the confusion of it all? If you said yes to any of these obstacles, then keep listening to learn how you can smash these problems just by checking your email. You check your email inbox every day already, but what if checking your inbox brought you better health instead of the stress it sometimes can bring? Well, I have news for you. You can improve your health, get a jump start on improving your health conditions, and start to feel like a better version of you just by checking your email inbox over the next five days when you join the free Nourish and Flourish five-day challenge. You'll get health tips, actionable videos, a goal and habit tracker, and healthy recipes every day for five days. Better health is the best investment you'll ever make, and this is only a small investment of your time. You have nothing to lose but everything to gain. The Nourish and Flourish 5-Day Challenge was designed to set the foundation for healthy habits for life. Say yes to yourself today and sign up now at drshayla.com forward slash NF challenge. I'll also place these details in the show notes. The essence of health is in you. See you in your inbox. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Dr. Alicia Shelley. Dr. Shelley is a board-certified internal medicine and obesity medicine specialist physician with Wellstar Medical Group in Douglasville, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. She is the host of Back on Track, Achieving Healthy Weight Loss. She is a fitness enthusiast and has completed six marathons and Ironman 70.3, and she is training for her first full Ironman. Welcome, Dr. Shelley. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. All right. So I just want to start really by having you just tell us your story regarding your own personal weight loss and weight management journey. So I have actually been, I guess, struggling with my weight really since childhood. It was always something that I was aware of, something that it was an area of contention with my family as far as my weight. And it was something that I struggled with. I found that as I got older, I would lose weight, gain weight, sometimes depending on what was going on. So it could be just stressful out, uh, stressful, you know, medical school, residency. I found that I could, uh, started gaining weight. And then once I got out, you would think the stress would be gone, but the stress got even worse. (laughs) So I've been attending and I found that I was at my highest weight a year or so out, out of attending, out of residency. And I underwent bariatric surgery. I had done numerous of weight loss programs prior to this. And although I would lose weight, of course, 
life happens and the weight came back on. And so with the um, um, bariatric surgery, I've had the sleeve gastrectomy, I was able to lose around 80 pounds and I was feeling good. But then over time, the weight starts to kind of creep back slowly but surely. And then four to five years later, I noticed that I'm now 40, I'm 40 pounds higher. I gained 40 pounds, which is 50% of what I had already lost. Right. And so that's when I realized I need to really hone down on not only making this a lifestyle, but let this be something that is continuous. You can't just, for me, I can't take my eye off the ball. I always have to be mindful of what I'm doing because for me and my body, it's very easy for us to gain weight. We know that obesity is a chronic disease. And so there's many multiple factors that uh, actually play into why people gain weight, whether it's neuro um, neurobehavioral like anxiety depression stress also sometimes people who have thyroid disease uh, pcos um, different mechanisms medications that promote weight gain so there's different mechanisms that kind of help us to gain more weight and so since then i was able not only did i get get back on track i started running again I ended up actually trying or challenging myself with triathlon. So last year I, I started training for my first Ironman, which I did, I did start it, but I ended up having two flat tires. So I didn't get a chance to finish it, but it's something I'm still, it's still a goal this year. So I'm still yeah. training, still exercising, swimming, biking to kind of get to this goal. And yeah. so I'm really proud of myself of what I've been able to accomplish. And it just kind of, you know, just kind of reiterates with myself that this is a lifestyle. Like we have mm -hmm. to find ways. And I know for me, I had to find ways in order to kind of maintain the lifestyle. And triathlon has been a great way to do it. Yeah. I, you know, I love so much about your story, Dr. Shelley. I really do. And thank you for sharing that with uh, me and my audience. And, you know, it just speaks to a lot of things, like you said, obesity, it's, it's chronic. We hear about these kind of fat diets that come out, you know, they make these huge promises that, you know, you're gonna lose 30 pounds in, you know, 10 days or whatever, you know, and people try these things, yeah, that are, turn out to be really unhealthy most of the time. And then they still, you know, gain that weight back or gain even more. And it's till, until we really recognize and understand all of those factors that you talked about that are really going on and contributing and work on several of those factors, not just the weight itself, not just the weight loss itself, but those other factors that are even contributing. And it's going to be challenging and, and it will continue, you know, to be a lifelong condition and something that you have to be mindful of, but there are ways to still maintain that health. And then the other part of your story about triathlon, I always tell people I, for myself, I went from from couch to Ironman. And, it, you know, it's, it's jokingly true. You know, I was never an athlete growing up at all. Like I was that kid that would be mad when you had to do a lap in PE. Um, <laughs> you know? And kind of the same as you in residency because of just that stress. And, you know, we're constantly grinding, constantly working. I was, I felt so unhealthy. It was heavy, my heaviest self too. And after I had my baby, I actually had my oldest baby after my, uh, in my last year of residency. And after having him, I said, you know, I, I really want to take charge of my health now. I'm gotten over this residency. And so I started doing the couch to 5k program. And I just said, you know, I'll do a little run, a little walking. And I actually loved it after I did my first 5k. And then I went on from there, you know, 10k, half marathon, marathon. And after I did a couple of marathons, and I was like, you know, 
I need a new challenge. I need something else. <laughs> and that's when I found triathlon. And, and like you said, it, it is, it, you just get hooked on it, you know, doing those three sports. It's, it's therapeutic too. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Our stories are very similar because I was not an athlete. I started from the couch and, and went up to, to uh, Ironman as well. And for those who don't know, I first met Dr. Shayla when I was actually in Chattahooga, uh, Ironman Chattahooga 70.3. I was run I was swimming and she's like, swim in the middle. And I was like, <laughs> You mean to tell me I'm swimming in the slow part of the river? There's a fast part? The fast lane. Get in the fast lane, Doc. And I swam there and I was like, well, thank God. That was my first Ironman half. So Dr. Shayla saved me the rest of the half the race. I didn't have to put as much effort when I was in the middle. So I remember that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I, I was I doing water <laughs> support that year. You know, it yeah. really, even times when I'm not racing, I always try to volunteer because it's such a great sport just to even give back to. It does, it changes so many lives. Um, even if, you know, people have ever looked at like the Ironman videos that they do and you hear people's story of how they got to that start line and going through that finish line. And especially with the full, I'm, you know, I know you know with your training it's a whole life change to do that full uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I completed Ironman Texas in 2019 as my uh, first full Ironman completed and and yeah it was it was just life-changing I always remember on the run portion of it and while we're talking Ironman for people who are listening who just think we are nuts and don't know what we're talking about so a full Ironman is a 140.6 mile race and within this race you start out with the swim it's a 2.4 mile swim and then you do 112 for most races although I ran Chattanooga is 116 just a few extra miles for fun right and then you do a 26.2 full marathon run at the end all this is all done consecutively within one day and so I remember on 16 hours and 30 minutes That's exactly yes and with time cutoffs right so yeah you can't just like lollygag and you know do your thing yeah I saw, on, when I was on the Ironman uh, Chattanooga, I saw this man, he's just taking naps. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, but we have to get to the finish. <laughs> yeah, you certainly do. Because they will certainly snatch you off that course. Uh, yes. not They're not playing. They're not no. playing. They're like, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but you know. That sense of completion, just like we're challenging our, our health goals, that sense of completion and just coming across that finish line. Ironman gives you a red carpet for, you know, those who haven't seen the race. They give you a red carpet that you finish on. And there is nothing like that feeling of hitting that red carpet and crossing that line of what your body, what you were able to accomplish. And, you know, I know with the, the work that I do, and I'm sure with the work that you do too, we we like to give people that, that feeling for themselves, even with improving their health oh yeah definitely I think to for me to hear them say you are an iron man like that is that's what I'm doing this for like it's not the medal I mean yes right. it will be a lot of bragging rights but <laughs> and I will get the tattoo hey but, do it do it <laughs> but it's just you know like you said that sense of completion knowing that you've worked so hard and you finally got into the finish line all your hard work has paid off which is right amazing. Right, for sure. And now, Dr. Shelley, so after you've been along your weight loss journey and after losing weight, what are some of the most challenging things of maintaining your weight that you have come across? Oh, for me, it's staying motivated. 
So it is very easy for me to get off track. Like, you know, the pharmacy reps come in with this food and my salad does not look as appeasing as their green beans, mashed potatoes, <laughs> Cracker Barrel biscuits. Like they just look a lot better. Like my salad does not look as great as that. And so having to overcome <laughs> having to overcome that temptation to want to like oh well maybe we'll eat just a little bit and it just adds up over time and so I noticed that my weight started to trickle up a little bit you know I gained a couple pounds when I noticed that I'm eating too much of the pharmacy rep because although they're supposed to be healthy sometimes they'd be having like pizza they'd be, mm-hmm. like it's not it's not healthy and so sometimes that motivation lacks and I have to kind of remind myself why I'm doing this and and what's the purpose you know I I would have to say the other thing so motivation would be one of the challenges because you sometimes want to enjoy life you want to go on vacation not think about it you want to go through the holidays and not think about it but I found in the past when I would just not think about it that's when I got a rude awakening months later and so that's my one of my biggest challenges the second challenge is to stay to stay to stay entertained to have different challenges that kind of helped me to be more physical. I would have to say when I had my, when I noticed that I gained 40 pounds, I had stopped running. I was like, I'm tired of this. And I had stopped running. And before you knew it, I wasn't doing anything physically active. And so, and I gained the weight. So trying to find different challenges, that's why um, the different marathons, but my goal is to do all five of the marathon of the Abbott five major marathons. Oh, I got three yeah. I have three done. I got right. three more to go. <laughs> I love it. So um, that, and then of course the Ironman, um, actual physically Ironman is the goal as well. So it's finding ways to kind of stay engaged is also, and finding different challenges. I realize I'm one of these people that is a challenge. If you give me a challenge, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to train so that I can accomplish this challenge. And so um, that's how I found to kind of help with maintaining also, I am not the greatest with kind of uh, kind of writing down what I eat, but I find that when I do, it's so much, it's, it's better because I am actually more mindful of what I put in my mouth. I find that when I'm actually able to meal plan, not only am I aware of what I'm eating, I'm eating more healthier. I'm not like going to Panera, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A and getting food. I have prepared it, it's here, it's healthier, it's less saturated fat. You don't have to think about it because it's, it's done, yeah. Exactly, no thought. I'm like, I have food, thank you very much. And I can kind of move on and think about other things. Cause that's the thing, if you have to think about it, we think a lot throughout yeah. the day. And when we're done with work, I don't want to have to think. I just want right. to be chill. I just want to be yeah, yeah, because you know that that one of that's one of the things that you know I know of clients that I work with that tends to sabotage them too when they do have to think about it. Because like you said, you know you worked all day, you're already tired and feeling overwhelmed and stressed, and you don't want to have to go think about what healthy thing I'm going to go whip up. So you're going to just grab, you know, grab and go, whatever is there. And typically grab and go stuff is, is not going to be the healthiest in most instances. And so, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And then even with the, the workplace drama, I just had one of my, my coaching clients that I've been working with and poor thing, she was just so upset because she's been working really hard, you know, on improving her health. And then she goes into the the job and they have this kind of mandatory thing every week where everybody has to meet together and have this, you know, cohesive meal together. 
but it's not anything like you said it's not healthy uh, yeah. and the vegetarian so, option is not good you know, right i know the vegetarian <laughs> option is usually just like an iceberg lettuce thing something sad looking right yeah so yeah planning ahead definitely is helpful like you said in that situation if you're frustrated with your weight taking more medications than you'd like to have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. And now being a fellow obesity medicine specialist, share with us how the body actually responds to weight loss and those reasons that you have found that make it challenging to maintain a certain weight after weight loss. Yeah. So the body, there's a, here we call the set point theory, where as you start to lose weight, your body's goal is for survival. So it wants to, it wants to maintain the weight that it already has or protects that weight that it already has because it wants to survive. And so a lot of times when you start to lose weight, your body actually works against you. It actually increases uh, your hunger hormones. So you're more hungry and also helps to uh, reduce your metabolism so you can gain that weight back. And so there's usually a certain uh, range that your body kind of goes through. And so you can, you probably know, you're like, man, my weight goes up and down two or three, uh, three or three pounds. And it's because that's that range your body wants to stay in, which is very sabotaging. <laughs> when you lose weight, you're like, it should just stay that way. But then your body's hormones kick in. And so if we were to look at this, like if you were sick and you lost a lot of weight because you couldn't eat, you were dehydrated and all that kind of stuff, your body would do the opposite. It would actually decrease your metabolism and increase your hunger hormones so that, that you can eat more and then you gain the weight back so, so that you can maintain that range. I hope I didn't confuse you, but the whole purpose is that your body wants to maintain where you are and sometimes where you are is not healthy. And so you really want to do your best to kind of break through that set point and reset it. And sometimes when we lose weight, it makes it more challenging because it just seems like when you get to your goal weight, you're like, yes, I'm here. This should be easy. But it actually is a little bit harder. You actually have to be more intentional with what you're doing to kind of help to um, help battle these different physiologic changes that are occurring. Right, right. Thank you. No, and you explained that very well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then just to even piggyback off of that. So, you know, we've seen a lot of buzz in the media lately about prescribed weight loss medications. For the audience, I dedicated episode 17 of the podcast to spilling the tea on medication-assisted weight loss uh, and those medications that are actually available. So I encourage you to take a listen to that episode. But we know that, you know, this is one piece of the, the proverbial puzzle in obesity management. And so how do you incorporate these medications into your plan for your patients? 
Yeah. So when I'm definitely assessing a patient, I'm not only reassessing their health, their healthy habits, their eating habits, their physical activity, stress, sleep. These are all very important with into weight loss. I also ask, you know, people whether they are willing or even interested in doing medications. A lot of my patients, this is some, I have maybe a couple who this has been their first time trying to lose weight. But most people have been trying to lose weight, been on multiple diets for a while. In fact, I think I, I heard one study quote, like 45% of Americans are going to be on some type of diet this year. Like it is very, very common to hear people like, oh, I'm doing this diet. Oh, I'm doing right. that. And so um, in, in, when we look at the data, we look at diet and exercise alone, on average, weight loss is 5 to 10%. That's on average. There's people who do more and people who do less, but that's the average. But when we incorporate medications, and usually these anti-obesity medications, what their purpose is, they help with decreasing that hunger hormone. So you're not gaining the weight back. You're not feeling as hungry. You're, you're able to feel more satisfied. It helps reducing your cravings. You're not like, oh my God, I need chocolate. You know, like you're able to, <laughs> to, to, to decrease that. And so with these uh, medications, they are a tool to help with weight loss. I've had patients tell me, well, I don't want to be like I'm cheating. This is not a test. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is one way, like if you had high blood pressure, if you had diabetes, no one would balk if you had to be placed on medication to get it controlled. Right. And the same thing with obesity. It is a chronic disease. I'll say it one more time. And it's okay to utilize a tool in the toolbox to help you with being able to maintain, not only lose weight, but to be able to maintain it down the line. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. You're exactly right. I, I frequently see patients just like you who ha have, they've tried all of the, the diets, they've tried all the things, you know, even beyond diets with people. If for someone who may not has ever, you know, been challenged by chronic obesity, most people with chronic obesity, they don't want to be, have this condition and they really have tried things. And I had a, a client um, that I was coaching ex express it to me um, in a way. She said that for her being on the medication therapy quieted the noise and that noise that always was like, well, what am I going to eat next? When's the next time I'm going to eat? I think I really want to eat this. So it, it quieted down all of that noise so that she could really pay attention to making those healthful choices and, and slowing that that process down to be mindful of those things that she was putting into her body and be able to improve her weight and health that way. And it's so helpful. It's so helpful to be able to not have that, like not have to worry about it, <laughs> to not feel like, okay, what am I going to eat? So mm -hmm. I love that. It quiets the noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those who have lost a significant amount of weight, whether that be with weight loss surgery, weight loss medication therapy, or just with diet and exercise, what are your top three tips that you would typically uh, like to give to help them maintain a healthy weight? Yes. So congratulations, number one, on losing weight and getting to your goal. Like that's a huge accomplishment. And I want you to keep uh, three things in mind. But the first thing is you really want to continue the healthy habits that you establish in order to get to your weight, your current weight. The reason being, it's not about really technically finishing the race. It's about being consistent. When we look at the old story between the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise won because he was consistent with keep moving forward and keep, you know, exercising, keep making sure you're eating right, keep making sure you're getting a good night's rest, decreasing your stress, drinking your water, all the things. 
And when, and that's the same with weight loss is that you have to continue. This is not just, oh, you lose weight and that's it. No, this is a lifestyle. If you want to be able to maintain your weight down the line, you have to be able to, uh, to have healthy habits that you can maintain. And the best way to kind of work on them, because this is not something that's over done overnight. Right. In fact, it can be quite stressful if you're trying to change everything all at once, mm -hmm. because there's so much that you have to think about. So it's really important that you kind of take it slow, whatever the healthy habits are, start with one and then kind of keep building up on it. But once you get to your goal weight, you want to continue all the things that you're doing, because this is going to help you to maintain Number two, celebrate your wins. I'm going to say it again. Celebrate your wins. I find that is the hardest thing for people to do. They will come in my office. I like, they have lost 20 pounds as I last saw them. And they're sitting there being like, well, you know, I, I ate cake yesterday. I'm like, man, let's just stop for a minute. And or just I only lost one this month. You know, but you've lost 20 over the past six, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When I look here, you lost 55 pounds. Can we celebrate, please? <laughs> you know, I you know, I came in here ready to pump it up and do a do a happy dance, and you're just bringing me down. The vibe is bringing me down. <laughs> but it's important that we celebrate our wins. I think personally, I'm an overachiever. I always want to do, you know, do the best that I can do. And so sometimes I too have to remind myself, listen, you've done a lot. And in this span of time, yes, it's not perfect, but no one's perfect. We are not perfect individuals. I cannot tell you one, even the person who is like the best shape ever is not perfect. They have off days and that's okay. And that leads me to my third thing is to give yourself grace. All days aren't going to be perfect, but if you give yourself, allow yourself some grace and not beat yourself up for all the other things that you may not been able to do that day. Oh, I couldn't walk today. Well, you know, you got to give yourself grace and then let's walk the next day. You know, tomorrow is another day. You just have to take control of that. So those are my three, three tips to kind of help maintain consistency, celebrate your wins and give yourself grace. Yeah, I love it. Those those are great tips. So audience, if you are listening, you probably want to hit the, the rewind button so you can hear those three tips again, because those are so good. <laughs> and, you know, really, it just speaks to that whole point of sustainability and thinking of your health as a lifestyle. You know, like Dr. Shelley, like you're saying, not as some quick fix, something that you're going to do in the next 30 days, and then all your troubles will be over. It's not that you definitely have to think of it as a sustainable lifestyle change for yourself. So yeah, those are wonderful. And yeah, I just really, really appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing this life-changing information with my audience. So how can they connect with you to hear about more of what you do? Yes. So you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the things at Dr. Shelly MD. And that's D-R-S-H-E-L-L-Y-M-D. Please feel free. You enjoy podcasts. Uh, you can go ahead and listen to my podcast just as well as the Essence Health Wellness uh, Clinic podcast <laughs> uh, at the Back on Track Achieving Healthy Weight Loss. And so I thank you so much for having me on today. This has been such a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, definitely go listen to Back on Track too, because that, that will definitely keep you on track, <laughs> as, as Dr. Shelley has shared. So thank you so much, Dr. Shelley. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. 
click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.